You're listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast, conversations between girlfriends who have the knowledge and information to educate and empower you before, during, and after a divorce. We are here to remind you that you're grown and you got this. Many of us often have questions that take up unnecessary space in our minds. And we many times think that question is too simple or too silly to ask. And so we don't ask it. The problem though is then we don't receive the answer and we get nowhere. Grown Girl Divorce is our community of support. And that support also comes in asking and answering the questions that you need and want to know. So I've decided we're going to dedicate a few episodes to answering the very questions that I'm hearing from listeners that I know many of you want answered. If you are, though, interested in asking your own question, then please go to the website and the contact form and submit a question. Or you can email us directly at info at growngirldivorce.com. All right, so let's get into it. So our first question is, should I talk to a lawyer even if I am considering divorce? Absolutely. Talking to a lawyer doesn't mean that you're ready to file for divorce. In fact, It's a good opportunity for you to ask very specific questions that you may have about the process, about how your state handles support or custody, or really just kind of direct you in a way that you may not have otherwise thought through. Don't be concerned about the fact that you've met with more than one lawyer, because if you know me, you know that I think it's really important that you at least meet with two or three lawyers so that you find somebody that you connect with. But absolutely talking to a lawyer, even if you're in the I'm considering divorce phase, can be very helpful for you. Our next question is, my husband will not agree to anything. Should we even try mediation? Yes. Here's why. You'd be very surprised at how many people come to mediation with the, we won't agree to anything, we don't get along, we argue about everything. But here's what I'd say. You know how sometimes it's easier to hear something from someone else than it is from your own parents or your spouse? Kids act like this all the time, right? My parents could say, something to my children, so their grandparents, and they receive it in a different way than when I tell them. It's the same thing when you're going and working with a mediator. A mediator may have the ability to help your spouse and to help you work through those very issues that you didn't think you would be able to work through. So it's always worth the try. You also want to make sure that in your state, that mediation um, 
Is it mandatory if you're deciding I'm not going forward? There are some states where mediation is required. And so whether or not your spouse is agreeable or not to the process, it's going to be mandated. So finding that out first can be very helpful to you as you move forward with the mediation process. But you should absolutely try because you never know what the outcome is going to be unless you try it. Our next question, I get a lot, which is, I make more money than my husband right now. Will I still have to pay him spousal support? So the key words in that question are right now. Over the course of the marriage, it's not uncommon for spouses to earn different income levels at different times. What a court is generally looking for is the history of the relationship. So presently in this year, you might be earning more than your spouse, but maybe for the last three to five years, your spouse has earned much more than you have. And so it is not outside of the court's discretion and certainly up for discussion in mediation or direct negotiation to look at instead of the current year, but to think about can we look at an average over the last year in earnings and income when we're talking about support, both spousal support and child support. So it's really important to be very clear as the timing, because that can make all the difference. Now that said, if you've earned more than your spouse for a number of years, despite the fact that you've been asking your job, your spouse to get a higher income paying job, or they, they've not been employed for a number of years, unfortunately, those things have to be taken into consideration because the lifestyle of the marriage was really built on the income that you have been able to provide. So be very clear when you're speaking with a lawyer about the timing and the history of income earnings. Well, this is a good one. My spouse is a lawyer and says, we don't need to hire someone for our divorce because they know the law. What should I do? Well, you know what to do, right? You know that you should actually hire a lawyer. And here's what's funny about this, or sadly not funny. Your spouse, who is the lawyer, also knows that you need to hire your own lawyer. Why? Because your spouse can't represent both of you. Lawyers cannot represent um, competing interests or conflicts of two different people. So the thought here is my spouse is going to represent themselves. I will represent myself. But, you know, my spouse who happens to be a lawyer will handle all the drafting and, and do kind of the, quote, heavy lifting. That's great. But here's the thing. Even if you trust your spouse, it never hurts to meet with someone else to have them put eyes on the document, to make sure that everybody understands what's being negotiated, what you're agreeing to. So it's just a second level of protection. The other thing that's interesting with this question is the fact that you have, um, your spouse trying to control the narrative, right? You don't need to get a lawyer. 
I will take care of it should in many ways be a red flag and should actually drive you to getting a lawyer. I get it. The thought may be, we don't want to spend extra money, but here's the thing. You need to spend the necessary money to make sure that your rights are protected. Nobody is saying it should be War of the Roses because it shouldn't, but you should make sure that you understand all the legalities of getting a divorce and the process. And so in doing so, it's important to have your own separate representation or at least a lawyer to have a set of eyes on the documents before you sign them. Our last question for this episode is really an interesting one. And it's interesting because I think that there are a lot of listeners who are struggling with this right now. And so I want to make sure that we address the considering divorce phase that many often go through. And so the question is, I'm unhappy in my marriage, but don't know if we should get divorced. What should I do? So here's the thing. No one can tell you what to do. You have to get there on your own. But in doing so, there are things that others can support you with. And that support can look like a number of things. So being a part of a considering divorce support group, getting information about what the divorce process looks like, working with a therapist and figuring out Is it the marriage that makes you unhappy or is there some individual work that you need to do as it relates to your own happiness? How long has this been an issue? So is it truly marriage related? Because in some cases it's not. Maybe you're unhappy for other reasons or maybe it is the marriage, but exploring and trying to unearth What's really driving my unhappiness? Now, if you've listened to any of my episodes, you know that being unhappy is more than enough of a reason to file for divorce if, in fact, that's the decision that you want to make. No one is asking you to stay in an unhappy and unhealthy marriage. That's not okay, and you deserve better. But if you really aren't sure, then take the time to really kind of figure it out. I think it's really a value to work with a divorce coach and have them help you set out action plans. What are the next steps? Are there things that the two of you can do as a couple to really kind of figure out, is this right for us? But at the end of the day, the decision rests with you and only you, because you're the one who will know whether or not remaining in this marriage will truly make you happy. As we started out this episode, we are a community of support. And so sharing is caring. Please be sure to share with friends and colleagues who may benefit from 
this or any of our other episodes. Please be sure to check out the website. There are a lot of resources, including links to our support groups and references and resources that you may find helpful as you process through the divorce. As a reminder, the information shared is not legal advice, and you should always seek independent legal advice, but rather this is for education support because you shouldn't go through this alone. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Remember, though you may be going through a difficult time, you're grown and you got this. Please be sure to tell your girlfriends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Grown Girl Divorce and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any new conversations. The conversations on this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to substitute working directly with a lawyer. These episodes are not to be used as a basis to support or defend any legal action and transcripts or recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner.